0: My revenue had been static for the first six months of this year. And I just, I was scratching my head thinking, how do I break through this? And uh, that's when I discovered ASM 360 and well, it's been a bit of a a ride since then.
1: Welcome to the High Voltage Business Builders, a show where we interview entrepreneurs growing and scaling their income through e-commerce and showing you the path to make your first or next million. All right, folks, welcome back to the High Voltage Business Builders podcast. I'm honored today to spend a little time with one of my clients, David, who's going to talk to us today about his experience. And as always, because this is a bit of a case study, a bit of a student conversation we're going to have here today, I want to ask, David, as I always do to everyone, were you coerced, manipulated, paid, or incentivized, or otherwise showed up of your own free will to have this conversation with me today?
0: Absolutely not incentivized and happy to be here.
1: Very good. Thank you for that. I appreciate that. I want to keep full transparency. So anything you share, obviously, will be up to you. What you would love to speak today about. I think it's important for folks to hear the story. So why don't you tell us a little bit of your story, how maybe, you know, who you are and how you got to even be in the idea of starting on Amazon selling, and then we can take it from there. How about that?
0: Absolutely. So I started with Amazon back in 2018. I did a program here in Australia and like a lot of students of Amazon. I messed around for the first year of a year and a half trying to work out what was the right product for me, what niche should I go into, tried out a few products uh, which didn't really work, and then actually stumbled across a product in the home textile niche. Stumbled across it actually using Helium Tet, showed some potential. So I launched that product with six SKUs three color and five variations, and it seemed to do okay. My manufacturer was telling me that you're selling it too cheap. You're selling it too cheap. You won't turn a profit. And he was right. Um, But the brand grew. (laughs) And it seemed to get some traction. And I built that brand. At this point in time, I think I've got about 105 skids now. So we've got multiple products, multiple variations. It can be a bit of a handful at times, but we have been able to elevate our price over time from that starting point of averaging around $100 per unit. So we now average around 160 to $170 per unit. Excellent.
1: Yeah. Excellent. So anybody who says you can't raise your prices on Amazon or you're locked
0: <laughs> into a specific area, do you believe that anymore? Absolutely not. I had to raise my, raise my prices during COVID for what are obvious reasons to us, but maybe not everybody. Shipping went from, you know, four or $5,000 a container from China to West Coast to $25,000 per container. My cost of product went up Twenty percent, yeah. Exchange rate, cost of product, all that kind of thing, and lead times. This is a killer. My lead times doubled from two months to four months. Yeah. Because our fiber is made in Europe, and then we do the manufacturing in China, and then it comes to the US. So, all in with shipping, dock to dock, you know, you're looking at five, sometimes close to six months lead time. So, you know, try project, projecting your growth and your inventory out that far. <laughs> Difficult. It's, it's
1: difficult yeah absolutely especially <laughs> if you don't know the numbers correctly or you even understand how you're supposed to market or retail this product to your customer which is some of the challenges you faced uh yeah for sure. absolutely yeah so yeah, we got so lead time. I... oh go ahead sorry, sorry
0: go ahead oh no for how i came across ac 360 i out walking one day had my, my airpods in and i was listening to a podcast from derek Gill actually and this guy called neil was the guest And he he spoke differently about Amazon. You hear a lot of people saying, jump off Amazon or diversify from Amazon as quickly as you can, you know, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And this guy was saying something completely different. He was saying, don't diversify until you're doing seven figures and stick with Amazon, understand how the system works and how to make that algorithm benefit you. And then when you're making the money and you've got the headroom, then grow into other channels. And I had also been, I'd hit a wall. My revenue had been static for the first six months of this year. And I just, I was scratching my head thinking, how do I break through this? And uh, that's when I discovered XM360 and well, it's been a bit of a, bit of a ride since then.
1: <laughs> so when you say a bit of a ride, and just so people are clarifying, ASIN 360 is the actual training, we, but there are other components to what we do. I just want to clarify the differences between Voltage and ASIN 360 because the branding and people might go, hey, what, what is that? Because I've never heard of that before. But when you learn to execute that differently over the last six months, what what has been revealed to you? What was... Like, go through the details with me for a minute on this, because some may think it's mm-hmm. technology, some may think it's mindset, some may think it was just business, some may think it was algorithmic, or something we did magically in the wizardry of Amazon. Like, <laughs> what what was it for you? Because this may be a little different for others who are listening.
0: Well, it's a combination of all of that. I mean, when I first had my interview with you to onboard to the, or to consider onboarding to the program... Uh, You talked about Amazon being a river and uh, that I was stuck in a certain position within that river and I needed to do things differently to grow. So the, the big things for me have been, first of all, the approach, the mindset towards PPC. That's been a big one. I'm now spending a lot more money on PPC, but as a result, my organic sales have grown dramatically. I've probably quadrupled my PPC spend since joining. That my organic sales are 70 to 90% of my total sale. So, yeah. It so sounds I, wrong I for people I'm...
1: to say that or hear that because there's thinking in the language you hear out in the world a lot. And I'm going to caveat this is to what you're saying in my own language. So please correct me if I'm, if I'm off the stroke here. But the end result is they think too much in ACoS and TCoS and not enough about customer acquisition and market segmentation. So they miss yeah. that. And, and they say, well, I can't. Afford it because price point is X, but you already told us what you raised your price points considerably, right? Which yeah. has covered the quadruple in ad cost, has it not?
0: Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, I was telling my ad agency that I backed to exceed 30%, you know, ACOS. And now some weeks I've been at as 200% ACOS. That's not mm-hmm. every week. Interesting. Not normal, but yeah, yeah. You know, my ACOS sort of floats between 40 and 50, but my Tucker is always around 15, 16% of sales.
1: <laughs> There's some secret sauce in there. We won't quite give out as to how you achieve that, but the end result is yeah. you're saying something that is very much against the narrative. If you go online and listen to the gurus and course makers and other people, they are, they're not catching that. You hear this whole thing yeah. about reduce your air cost, reduce your spend, reduce your overall. And, and there's a very different methodology to that, which <laughs> are, rewards because the end result was just to re-clarify, you said 70 to 80% of your sales are coming from organic. You said that, correct? Mm.
0: I don't mm. want to misstate you. No, sometimes it's five ninety, somewhere. There you go. So yeah.
1: that's a very different ball of wax, isn't it? <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah. The other thing, I guess, the, the revelation for me would uh, read a totally different approach to keyword research and list building mm-hmm. to anything I've used in the past. And again, why won't give away the secret sauce, but uh, it's quite unique how it's done and how it's all compiled and put together and focusing on certain things. So I think, yeah, it's elevated my listing, which has probably impacted conversion. Yeah, they're probably the two main big thing. Now I'm at a point where, just to give you some high-level high numbers, my revenue is up 47% in the last 12 months. Uh, year-to-date wow. is up 65%. Wow. And this month is up... 53% on last month and 273% on the last same month, last year. So, Dude, that is amazing
1: to hear. And you know what's so
0: amazing about that for us at the time of recording, and we're going to try to release
1: this as quickly as possible for those who are listening, because it is October, is that we're not actually into the holiday season yet, are we? So no. your increase is preemptive to even holiday numbers that you are, I hope you're stocked up. Are you stocked up? Yes, well, I am. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Well, yeah, it's, it's going to be tight. I've got orders okay. on the way and I'm in the process of changing manufacturers, but um, yeah, I've got orders on the way and I am stocked up, but uh, Amazon has slashed my inventory allowance in the last few weeks. I don't they know have why. To, like, no, they have yeah, across the board. I've, yeah. I've gone down standard size products from allowance of 12,000 units to about three and a half thousand units, which means I'm at capacity right now.
1: Yeah. Well, that's where we get into the three PLs and other mechanisms. And Amazon has its warehouse distribution service now and things to kind of help mitigate some of that. You're not not facing anything, any of the other sellers or we're not facing. It's just due to inventory of of holiday season and expected, expected growth. I know there's a lot of concerns in the market at this time about buying and what what's happening and where our economy is and stuff. But one thing is for sure, physical products are still selling, aren't they?
0: Oh, absolutely. My sales have gone nuts this month. I was a bit low last month because I did stock out of a few things, but um, yeah, sales are going nuts this month. for sure. So
1: one of the things everybody wants to go after, and if you're a business person, this is going to make sense. And I know you know this now because you clearly know your numbers, not in a revenue sense, but in a profit sense, where are you holding roughly about at triple net with your business right now?
0: Funny you should mention that. When I was flatlining earlier this year, I'd look at my P&L every month in zero and I would go, oh my God, I'm making this revenue. And why is it showing zero or negative profit month on month on month? And I'm scratching my head. Anyway, now we're sitting at about, I would say 15 to 20% net profit and about 20 to 25% FDE. There you go. That's the most
1: powerful number I want to hear
0: today. You could say
1: revenues, hmm. but who cares at the end of the day, right? It's what you're yeah. actually taking but home now. And you weren't taking home now. That is the biggest opportunity that I'm hearing from you today, David, which is good on you, man. Kudos. I know you put in the work and everybody doesn't understand that this is a business model. This is not a side hustle. You're actually putting in the work and I want people to understand that there isn't some magical... Yeah you know, passive automation thing that's happening here. Just so we're very clear. You followed the plan, you put in the work, you did what you were supposed to do. And I'm really honored to see and, and excited to see the outcome of that because you put yeah. in the work. So for
0: you? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, when we first chatted, you said, oh, we'll get you to seven figures within 12 months. And I was like, uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 and I think I said to you 18 months and he said, no, I think 12 months. So if you annualized my revenue over the past five months, I got there within four to five months. I'm sorry, um, say that again. So <laughs> I got Did to you? seven figures within four to five months from doing low six figures.
1: And you moved your profit from zero to 15 to 20% upwards of 25% for your DDE. Wow. was well, was probably negative difference. to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah, next well, thing I'll
0: have I'll have a tax bill next, why not? <laughs>
1: well, yeah, but <laughs> yeah, there's pros and cons, right? Taxes yeah. and death are just one of those objectives. So what are you what are you focused on next? Obviously, holiday season is coming. We talked a little bit about that at the time yep. we are you know here. But obviously 2023 is around the corner, another 12 month cycle is on its way in. What are you doing next? Obviously, scaling, but to what degree, what what's your strategy? What are you currently employing?
0: Well, I have a very loyal following within my niche. We get a lot of brand searches. And we have a lot, we have about 15% repeat business on Shopify. And I don't know that I can measure it on Amazon. I haven't tried, but maybe no. it's a fact. I've got an excellent coach in the system. He's amazing. And we are launching a couple of new products, which hopefully will be big, but within the same niche, because we know the niche works. We know the demand for it. Yep. And funnily enough, how do I say this is actually the way the product Apparently, a statistic that was given to me is 53% of people in the U.S. have their pet sleeping on the bed and our product is anti-pet hair. It doesn't stick to our product. And I found this out by customers actually writing to me saying, did you know your product does this and that and you're half the price of that other product? And it's like, wow, this is a whole new part of the niche we can be promoting to. So yeah, follow so- the customer. Yeah, so we're doing a website rebuild, focusing on that part of the niche, launching new products. We're also, last year, no, early this year, we did a big photo shoot and had some really professional product photography done and lifestyle photography done. We'd set up four rooms in our house as studios. We had models, we had makeup artists, we had stylists, and we did this big photo shoot. And we've elevated image game dramatically, and now... I have retailers approaching me to stock my products. Now, since COVID, you know, all retailers want to be Amazon, so they've all got a dot-com platform. So, yeah, it's not like we're putting inventory into their stores, although that might happen over time. They all want us to be on their dot-com presence.
1: Dude, that is fantastic. Opening all to uh, alternative channels and they're coming to you because yeah. you stayed focused and that was really the whole point of our initial conversation was focus, because it was one of the things I know that maybe you felt others feel that way those who maybe want to get big, you know started or trying to figure out how, how would I focus on this with the time and energy required, or they may be trying to run a business and got like you for six or seven months and suddenly they're flatlining and can't figure out how to get to the next step. What would you tell those folks, David, as we kind of wrap this up here, what would you say to them?
0: I think it's largely mindset, but get a good coach, understand your niche, understand your customer avatar. And if you're stuck and you can't move forward, which I was earlier this year, you you have to invest in some good coaching without a doubt. Okay.
1: Thank you so much for your time for coming on and sharing that with us today. That's been uh, impactful. I'm honored that you came on and all the work you've done has obviously resulted in some amazing things for you on the right path. And that's, that's all we asked for when you got involved. And that's the, I mean, wow, what else can I say? I think that's amazing. David, thank you for sharing <laughs> that with me.
0: No, thank you. Um, I'm really enjoying the journey and looking forward to what next year holds, which is going to be exciting. I'm sure.
1: Absolutely. There's a lot more to show you. <laughs> so we'll get yeah. after that.
0: Well, that yeah, that's the thing. Uh, there's so much information to absorb. <laughs> Sometimes my head like poof. I got some interesting things for
1: you. So we're going to talk about those next because I'm going to close this down. People, sorry, you can't listen in to what I'm about to tell David, but if you do want to listen in later on, you know where to go. Check it out. David, again, thank you so much for coming on and sharing some information with us today.
0: Thanks for having me, Neil. It's been a pleasure.
1: If you like this episode, please share it with people you think will enjoy it as well. Thank you for listening and be sure to tune in next week for a brand new episode of High Voltage Business Builders.